It is Cole Moss here, and I am sitting here with Jesse Molinix. Today, what's up? We're going to be talking about pizza. pizza. Does anybody <laughs> not love pizza? No. All good people love pizza, right? Yeah. Is like, it a deal breaker if Hitler you were on a date? Didn't like pizza. Hitler definitely didn't like yeah. pizza. If you were on a date and somebody didn't like pizza, it's <laughs> fucking date's over, done. man. Out. I'm yeah. out. Put her on the pizza peel and put her in the oven. That's right. Or him. Or him. Yeah. Or. or Whatever. We don't discriminate. Put them, put everybody just yeah. all in there. Mm-hmm. Make them a tasty topping. Make a pizza out of them. Make a pizza. Uh, so mm. today we are going to be talking about lots of things. So uh-huh. Jesse, uh, you have recently been doing some pizza parties, right? Yeah, been doing pizza parties. We're going to talk a little bit about what you're doing <laughs> and when you're doing those. But how long have you been doing this? I've been doing it about five years. Right on. So we, I wanted to, I want to talk, Jesse has been doing these things recently and he's talking about his his sauce and the pizza dough and it it sounds delicious if you go online you can check out his instagram and they have these photos of it and it's beautiful and yeah. i uh I, we're gonna well, talk a little you. bit about that but i wanted to i wanted to have like a, a big pizza conversation so jesse what was i mean we both love pizza when did it uh do you have like a first pizza memory well yeah, my first pizza memory is probably playing video games at Shakey's Pizza, uh-huh. where I think there's a it's next to three six five uh-huh. on I think Fletcher and Glendale or something. Uh-huh. And um, there used to be a Shakey's there. We used to go there with my dad, and he'd give us like you know five dollars of the quarters, and while he sat around and drank beer and ate pizza, and we'd go play video games. And I remember really liking Shakey's Pizza because it, it was like a little saucier than. Your typical pizza, and I'm more about like the stuff going on top of it is than it, the dough itself. Usually, is it still your favorite out of like all the oh, chains? I haven't been to Shakey's in ye- <laughs> since that one <laughs> left, and <laughs> that was the only one I've like really went to. Right on. Uh, I wouldn't know anymore. I, you know, my taste has changed so much. It's one of those things you probably go back to, and you're like, I used to like this, right. Then you're like, oh, I, well, I used to put ketchup on my great burritos, too, so <laughs> things change. Things have changed. <laughs> but I don't know, because it could still hold up. And you know? do, do you still do any of the stuff you're saying it's saucier? Do you still do that? Like, do you make a saucier pizza now because of that? Um, For my, well, I, the, I, I call it the right amount. I wouldn't say it's, it's too much, <laughs> uh-huh. and I wouldn't say it's too little. Uh-huh. I, you know, I don't like, when pizza cools down, I think it, it really tells you, um, if the right amount of sauce is on it, because when the pizza cools down, if it's tastes dry when it's cool, sure, I think there's not enough sauce on it. Cause I and I hate dry pizza. Uh, okay, it's just like chewing on hard dough. Okay, you know, you true. Lubricate it up. You gotta, yeah, it's gotta be soft. Lubricate the mouth. Yeah. Thank mm. you. Oh yeah, that's what I need. That's <laughs> what I'm gonna think about now for a little bit. Uh, well, let's uh, so let's sort of let's like come in on this. So Shakey's was like your chain. Did you guys do any of the others? Were you like a delivery? Well, we, was it coming Domino's? To the house? Domino's was always one that you know we get fright parties and stuff. Do you feel like uh, so? I didn't grow up in L.A. Was Domino's the most popular here? Was everything? I mean, everything was here. I think. Let's see, Domino's, Pizza Hut. Uh-huh. Uh, I think we also ordered Pizza Hut. I think Domino's is more popular. Uh-huh. Did you uh, Did you do any other reading programs for personal pan pizzas? Do you remember this, the Scholastic Book uh-uh. Program? I have this no was idea. this was my early remem- earliest remembrance of pizza. I'm sure I had it before then, but just it was so connected with reading when I was growing up. If you finished a certain amount of books uh, in elementary school. They would give you, it was called the Book It program, and you would go in and they would give you a personal pan pizza. And I, 
in my child mind, pizza as a currency for reading is mm-hmm. I am about it. I would read books for pizza. And it was, I can just, I don't think I was ever happy. I kind of, was this a school pizza? Uh, no, you would go to the pizza restaurant. And have you oh, ever, you remember okay. the personal pan pizzas? They're like, yeah. you know, eight inches wide in diameter, or maybe smaller, probably like six or something. They're pretty small. And um, they taste like they're on top of a cracker, right? No, no, no. They're like pretty plush. It's pretty thick. Oh, really? I think dough. the ones I'm remembering are the ones from school, like high school pizzas. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which were like oh, on top of uh-huh. like some white cracker. Yeah, that's a whole different deal. Those are interesting, <laughs> though. Those are also good. Interesting is the right word. Yeah, they, 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 you didn't like them. You didn't, you didn't think they were good. Well, I ate them when I was in school. I don't think yeah. any school food at that time was good. I don't know if it's changed now. <laughs> I know. Interesting question. <laughs> but yeah, you, you get by and then years later and you go, whoa, I ate that. Uh-huh. So now whenever you're going out to eat pizza. Where, what are you looking for? Like, what is, what's, what's interesting to you? Do you um, think, do you like classic? Do you want change? What, what do you? Well, I do love a really good margarita pizza, you know, just mm-hmm. basil, some really good mozzarella, nice mm-hmm. tomato sauce. That's probably one of my favorite. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, I wouldn't say that I know a ton of places that do it right. Mm-hmm. I kind of, it's not, a, pizza isn't something that I like seek out and have a, a, my own special place because I make pizzas. Sure. But I think. For me, a pizza that has a like either a nice crispy dough or a nice chewy soft dough with mm-hmm. the really interesting ingredients on top mm-hmm. that balance and you know and also have variety. I'm not su- like pepperoni pizza or just like meat. Mm-hmm. I like a little bit more of the you know the five tastes on it. Mm-hmm. I think Bestia makes really good pizza. Oh, interesting. And um, they're cool because they make theirs with the double O flour. So oh, it's yeah, more yeah. of a chewy right. pizza that has like these big bubbles in the crust. Right. And you can kind of like just fold back the front of it to the towards the crust and then just like eat one slice and like one bite. And a lot of people say that's something that I think, um, I mean, not that I think we're uh, <laughs> uh, really educated on it. But I think in the discussion, people always talk about that uh, a lot of people who have a gluten intolerance may have it because... They're eating, you know, doughs that are made from not great wheat, not great flour. hasn't been handled right, in a great for way. Sure. And I think Double Zero, for those who don't know, is, is supposed to be one of the better versions. It's a, it's kind of an original version of wheat. Um, yeah. So there's a place that just opened in L.A. and it's also in New York City by Matthew Kinney. And uh, it's called Double Zero. That's the name of the restaurant. Oh, really? And yeah, they do they do all vegan stuff. And their pizzas are really interesting. They're mm-hmm. delicious, but they're not in any way traditional. If you I mean, if you had only eaten Pizza Hut pizza growing up or Caesars, Little Caesars. If you went there, it's a different experience. It's like going to Italy. Yeah. It's not I'm not that these are Italian pizzas, but well, I just mean it's a foreign world. They're all sort of in their own sex. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, double O flour makes a very different pizza from from um, AP flour. Okay. The the, the what, crust is AP a lot means chewier. All purpose, right? Yeah, all okay. purpose flour. Mm-hmm. Uh the crust is a lot uh chewier uh-huh. and it it stretches a little differently. Uh-huh. And it, oh, it just tastes it just tastes different. It's, just, it's really a, like a different product. And then AP flour makes is what that gets that crispy crust, you know. Oh. And it has a little bit more um, body, so it's a kind of slice that like you could hold close to the crust and it'll still like stand up. Mm. You know, won't just like fall flop over. Yeah. Do you hold prejudice with things like that? Like, say somebody brings out a pizza. Mm-hmm. What are you looking for? I mean, for good flavor, I don't. I so one thing about double O flour is that if you work it too much, it becomes so chewy, uh-huh. and it will it will hurt your teeth. <laughs> and there's a place I worked where like the the chef was uh totally about his double O flour, and he would like really work the dough. Mm. And I'm a, and I'm complete opposite of that. So I for people who don't know, working. when you really work the dough, that makes more gluten, which means it becomes stringier, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 
Yeah, and allows you to like see into it a little bit more, like what you're getting at with this, you know, how much water to flour ratio mm-hmm. you're having. But when you cook the pizza, it could be so chewy that like it could hurt your. You know, like I don't know if you've ever like bitten something that's like really chewy. It kind of hurts the 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 tips of your teeth. Yeah. You know, like makes them kind of sensitive. Well, it does that to me, and that's like one of the things I'm like, that's like my pet peeve uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> in pizza. Huh. But yeah, what I'm looking for a pizza is just you know it's a, a like a good crispy crust or or nice like light chewy, huh. good amount of sauce ingredients and you know just good flavor all like all around. Yeah, and I do I do like uh, untraditional pizzas. Mm-hmm. I get bored easily. The only pizza I really like go back to that's my classic is pepperoni, pineapple, and jalapeno. Pepperoni, pineapple. That's that's go all of those ingredients on one pizza. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like it's kind of like a Mexican Hawaiian pizza excellent because i don't like i don't like the the traditional ham but the pepperoni and pineapple uh-huh. and then pickled jalapenos uh-huh. i just fucking love that and domino's would would make a good makes a good one of that really yeah that's the Domino's. Oh, this pizza is why you like. love the Domino's. yeah uh-huh. i was like okay because they do it kind of right they you know you get the the jalapenos are pickled the, the pineapple slices aren't too big i mean pickled everything is great yeah i love pickles yeah yeah that's good sweet sour salty bitter baby uh-huh. <laughs> have you um have you ever gone through and had any of the like really traditional stuff? Do you like have you have you been to Italy? I have been to Italy. And when you went, did you eat? I mean, Italian pizza. Well, Were you know, it's really interesting. Margarita. Y- you know, we just got like it was so hard to communicate with a lot of people out there, uh-huh. and we were just kind of point and order whatever. We sure. I didn't eat quite a bit of pizzas, but one thing I really noticed was that the one of the biggest difference is that pizzas there are more of a, nor- a knife and a fork dish. Mm. And there's like they're they're saucy. They come mm. in a plate. Sometimes they're not even cut. Mm. You know, so That's you, true. And you can kind of tear, mess around. Uh-huh. So it's almost like a like my experience was like a totally different, um, mm. you know, dish right. really. Whereas American pizza is more like you can stand around and you have this like triangle of uh, semi sturdy dough that uh-huh. you can <laughs> walk around a party with, right. It lasts for up to a month. Uh-huh. It's a <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Yeah. Better the next morning somehow. Um, yeah, I, I think pizza like that's really interesting. Obviously, Italy being, you know, ground zero for this thing, it's where it came from. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting to go and have that because I think uh, whenever you first went, did you know that pizza in Italy was going to be a very different experience than the American pizza you had had? Um, I think that like I knew it was going to be different. And I didn't know this like background that pizza came from Italy. Uh-huh. Um, and I think I had, I think my expectations were surpassed. I think I was a little bit like, oh, nah, this is all right. Well, we should. I so was also a kid. You so. sort of described it, but let's, let's like for people who haven't had it and just, I, the crust is always sort of, it's a, it's usually, it's usually fairly thin mm-hmm. and it's sort of got this like weird wavering edge. Um, and then. Um, usually it's like they cook them in particular ovens meant for, you know, really high heat. Right. So yeah. you might get these mm-hmm. burnt pieces uh, or slight, like slightly burned. And then usually you get like dollops of margarita or not, sorry, dollops of mozzarella. Yeah. And then like whole basil leaves, usually yeah. not shredded. And then the marinara, what and, you, uh, what, what's like a traditional marinara? How would you describe that? Is that just like garlic? like red tomatoes, red Roma tomatoes. Like, what do you think they're using? Yeah. It's like, yeah, like red tomatoes, vine ripe tomatoes, um, garlic, um, maybe a little bit of onion. Uh It's been like, like slow cooked and Uh some oil. Then you add your tomatoes, probably food millet Uh so that there's still little bits of, um, 
So it's not super thin, has uh-huh. a little bit more body, uh-huh. but it gets the, uh, right. the skin out. Yeah, that's a good way to describe and it. Yeah. Generally, marinara is a little bit sweeter, so I think uh, a lot of people add either a little bit of sugar and wine, mm. or just like um, wine. you know, like a sweet wine, mm-hmm. like a Pinot Grigio or something like that. Right. Um, and I think that's about it, and a little bit of like uh, oregano and maybe some whole basil leaves in mm. in in the sauce. That yeah, you would take out the end. And, and I I think the main way it sort of differs is at least whenever I went there, it was like there's not cheese all over this whole thing. I don't know. That's sort of the right. way, the way that I had grown up with it. That's they're a little bit more asymmetrical. They're yeah, it's true. The pizzas. Oh yeah, they were definitely like woo. Yeah, and, just kind uh, of and also the it. toppings too. Like there'd be spots that like just. You know, have a ingredient that's like not on the rest of the pizza. Where like you know, here uh-huh. everything's supposed to be distributed very evenly, and people right. can get very upset if right. it's not. You yeah. know, well, most one of the things that I think is interesting. A lot of people don't assume vegan. Most doughs are vegan, and almost all pizza doughs I are. Know. Almost, yeah. I mean, even the traditional I, you know, ones. There's fucking eggs in it. They do, and they there's do. no eggs in there's pizza not, dough. There's not. So that's one of the things that's really fun. I think early on, as a, I mean, when you as a vegan, it was it's kind of hard to travel. You know what I mean? You don't never mm-hmm. know. You never know where you're going if you're going to have to constantly make special requests. Right. But it's real easy to actually go to Italy and just do sort of marinara pizzas because often the marinara is delicious. Oh, um, and their ingredients so are so fresh <laughs> that you can go there and you can do cheese without pizza. You don't have to do the margarita pizza. You get rid of the mozzarella and it's delicious. You add the vegetables and again, everything's fresh. So it's, yeah. it's really, it's a special and unique experience that feels um, still at least tied to the culture. Sometimes I think when you're eating vegan food, you're nervous or I'm nervous that things will get so far away from where they originally started that it feels uh, in the quest you for know, authenticity. Like dish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's some part of the joy of like when you read about a country is you hear about these specific things that make it particular to that region right and that's one of the things that's like weird is even here this this margarita pizza there's like a council for these margarita pizzas did you know this where they like certify only certain ingredients can be used in, in italy yeah but they're yeah, everywhere totally. but they actually have them there are some in america but what's weird is but they're, they're buying italian yeah, products this is yeah, but see right. this is the dumb idea is that in italy it makes sense it's it's local it's actually mm-hmm. ingredients from there but to move it to new york city there's actually one in tokyo that does oh, yeah, this uh-huh. and it's just one of those things where you go like ah uh, boy what are we doing here uh, it's an interesting uh, way to explore I, I don't know i mean I, I like the idea that we're trying to take these things other places but it feels it's definitely geared towards people yeah. uh, that like want what they have in italy without having to go there <laughs> that's i think exactly it yeah money yeah but yeah that's cool you know i it's i think it's kind of strange because i'd be like just you know if you're that adamant about having really good mozzarella from Italy, I'm like, just learn to make your own mozzarella because it's fairly sure. easy and it's, as long as you have good milk, you're going to have good mozzarella. Well, that's actually something I'm glad you brought up. In the discussion, I have not made my own vegan mozzarella. And I think that's one of the things that, for a lot of people, trips them up as when they first come into the vegan world, there are not a ton of, there are vegan cheeses that melt, but there aren't a ton that do it well and taste good. And right. when I first went vegan, one of my first experiences, there's there are two that really stand out. One was Daya. And Daya, when Daya first came out, it was great. Um, it was really one of the first vegan cheeses that tasted all right. It's, uh, it has a nice flavor and it melts. Mm-hmm. And um, now if it's on a, a pizza, I, t- I tend to, if it's, if it's a primary ingredient, I'm like, no, thank you. If it's splashed on, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. But now there are much better options. And I really feel like we're like right on the precipice. I um, There have been these companies. I don't know if you saw. There's this company called Memphis Meat. It's doing cell-based meat where they actually take DNA from an animal, but they actually create the meat in a vat. Have you seen this? 
That sounds bizarre. It, um, <laughs> I, I, it, I mean, like everything else. Is that else vegan? Yeah. yeah uh, How is that? So, so because, because you're not a Because no animals are, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's that DNA is taken from one animal. We're going to so many words I to know, describe all I the know. different like, points of view. We are, we are. Um, but one of the things that's been really cool is I just saw recently a lot of people have been actually trying to make mozzarella in a similar fashion. They're actually oh. trying to make cheeses that would be vegan cheeses, but are made from animal. I don't know. Anyway, very tricky, um, but interesting nonetheless. Uh, Wait, but so if it's about animals not getting hurt, you're not hurting an animal by taking its milk. Uh, no. Well, no, but that's a, we don't, we're not going to, I'm not going to open up open this up. Pandora's okay, box. Okay. Yep, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot there, but we're not going to go there. For um, future vegan carne no. conversations. Yeah. yeah. For, for the, for our other uh, podcast called less fun vegan conversations. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but I did want to talk about one in particular that I've seen people talk about the other, the original, which I don't like as much. Uh, but if anyone has the opportunity, if you see Miyoko's smoked mozzarella, not the original mozzarella, but the smoked mozzarella. I think it's wonderful. Now, what is the what's the base? It's still cashews. Oh, so it's cashews. It, it does it does um it does melt a little bit. To be honest, it actually works pretty well. It's not stringy in the way that you would expect. You know, whenever you that like you know the pizza commercial that you yeah. see where they pull that one slice and it goes really well, stringy. Re- does not do that. Re- replicating that's going to be. Because yeah. that's like a very cheese, cheese thing. quality. Yeah, we have we. I don't know if anything else that does that. There, there are some vegan cheeses that do it. Except for natto, they're horrendous. <laughs> I don't even know what they're made from. Oh, Trader really? Joe's used to. This is my other vegan experience with a cheese early on, um, for pizza. Trader Joe's used to sell a vegan mozzarella, and it was inedible. It looked incredible. It was wild. I if you, you if you photographed <laughs> it, it was great. So but it was, I had a vegan pizza mm. at uh, at a climbing gym pizza. They uh-huh. had. I don't know if you were there for that, but for oh, the competition, yeah. there's like little, look like a popcorn maker full of pizza uh-huh. and uh, it's all vegan pizza. Uh-huh. And it was like a cracker and the cheese was so bizarre. It, hmm. it was like, you know, if, if hot plastic, like the consistency of that, you know, melted di- plastic, I it was but it was cool yeah. and it was so weird. But I ate it. It's, it's for sure diet cause it's the least expensive. Um, oh, okay. But there are other ones that are good. So if you're looking for another one that I, I, I'll see it, and I usually think it's pretty good. Um, I like Follow Your Hearts a lot. Follow Your Hearts? They, they I had a really good, good cheddar, though. I had some other kinds of cheese, not mozzarella, that uh, was really good. Yeah, Follow Your Heart makes a lot of nice mm. variations of things. Um, but for, for pizza alone. The other one I really like, that um, it, it's a little expensive, but it's fun to use sparingly. Uh, follow, or no, no, not Follow Your Heart. Kite Hill makes a ricotta. And it it's great for like dollops, like sort of mozzarella style. Yeah, that's really nice. Um, it has a wonderful. I think a ricotta would be an easier texture to replicate than a mozzarella. Also true. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this is the beginning of it. When we come back, we're going to hear Jesse talk about doughs and sauces and everything in between. Dough, dough, dough. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Pants. You got to wear them. I mean, sometimes. This episode is brought to you by oxygen uh, that gives me life and support so I could breathe clearly. Vegan Carne Alliance. All right, and we're back. So, Jesse, you are making these pizzas. Yeah. Um, how, you said you've been doing these pizza parties for you said five years. Yeah, around five years. I think was my first 
first one solo. How much has your recipe changed since then? Um, for my dough? Yeah. Let's start there. Really not a whole lot. It's, okay. it's, um, there's, you know, there's, there's only a few ingredients, water, flour, yeast, uh-huh. olive oil, salt. So most people, I feel like don't make their pizza dough when they make pizza. I mean, do you feel like, do you feel like most people I don't do? know a lot of people that make their yeah, dough. Yeah, I, I don't either, but I, but I don't know. Alex and I have been watching episodes about like bread making and we're sort of seeing how simple it is. And it's really just a consideration of time. So mm-hmm. when you're doing prep for this, obviously, if you do a large prep, that takes a lot of time. But if you were doing this at home for yourself, how how much time would that take? Well, it's, to do a um, to rise dough, it could it can rise in like four hours. Okay. I'd say like if it's pretty warm and it's a smaller amount. But when I'm doing this these for parties, my dough rise. I let it rise for around like twelve hours. Okay. I really, I really like to let it go, and I don't refrigerate it either. So, what does letting it rise do? Letting it rise adds air. It also uh, forms gluten strands, and also it without uh, having to knead it. Without having to knead it, yeah. Okay. Because the moisture created by the byproduct of the yeast uh-huh. uh, moistens it, and it all kind of comes together, and then. It allows for a lot of flavor to take hold. That's one of the most important parts. I I like flavor. Yeah. You like flavor? Yeah, I like flavor. I'm a big fan of of the flavor. Oh, my God. You like flavor, too? It's fucking crazy, man. I love it. Oh, it's kind of latte. Okay, so you're you're talking about this. Now, did you start, like, where did you start? Where did you get your original recipe? So my original recipe was from a book called My Pizza by, was it John Leahy? Jim. Jim Leahy. Yeah. So yeah. it's a my pizza, the easy, no need way to make a spectacular pizza at home. It's a cookbook. That's quite the title. Yeah, yeah. And it's honestly like, I so I've worked in several restaurants making pizza, and I've worked with people who are like, pizza is just pizza. You just put water, flour, and yeast, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And I've worked with other people who are like, you gotta talk to the dough. You have to sleep with it. Uh-huh. You have to take it on in dates. I, I mean, it's like super high intense. And I like kind of like this guy's approach. That's just like, this is easy. Huh. It's been done, doing forever. And so when I first started doing it, it was a recipe where you put the water into the flour and just use a wooden spoon and just lightly mix it all together. Huh. And you add the, the, the yeast and salt in it too. Uh-huh. And you just very lightly mix it together. It doesn't even form a ball. This is sort of what you're doing right now. Well, I started doing That's this. That's what you started. Yeah. Okay. And it, this is great because you know, you look at it and you're like, oh, is this going to fucking work uh-huh. and it's still kind of dry it's uh-huh. not really wet and okay. you just but then it rises when it rises all the the byproduct from the yeast um like the alcohols or whatever mm-hmm. uh gets all the dough nice and wet and then you roll it out into balls uh-huh. and then you let that rise again uh-huh. before you actually stretch your pizza dough oh okay so I elaborate on that and I actually use a rice paddle when instead of a wooden spoon because they, there's plastic so the dough sticks to it less uh-huh. and also Instead of like mixing and turning, I slice my my dough to mix. As you're cutting it, as I'm some cut, yeah, cutting uh-huh. in the water, uh-huh. and I think that allows it to to form less strong gluten strands, mm. as well as mix in the uh, the water, incorporate the water and the yeast and everything together. When you say you're cutting it, is this like with scissors? Are you actually doing no a with knife the rice and, paddle? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. you're cutting it. Oh, okay. Kind of like you how go. you do not with, really like, cutting, rice. but like sort of cutting. I see what you're saying. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, you just like in, instead of because a lot of people what they do is they they put in a Hobart mixer mm. or they'll mix it by hands and make a big pizza ball. Sure, right. And but then, that's not what you do. That's not what I do. I just mix it all in lightly and um, 
and then just let the the, the fermentation do the rest right. to like wet and wet all the dough and incorporate. But uh, but one thing I found out that was like the Jim Leahy recipe when you made it on a larger scale. This is why I started using the rice paddle is because it was really hard to make sure that everything got enough water and incorporated because I would made a couple of times I was making a larger amount and there'd be pockets of like dry dough huh. and I'd be like, Oh shit. I don't know if I can okay. go into a party, you know, sure. you're like, having yeah, yeah. That. You want to do it well. Yeah. Uh huh. So how did you find ways to get around those dry pockets? What were you doing? What are you doing now to not have that happen? So now what I do is I use the rice paddle and I kind of just, and I really dig out the corners. Okay. And then, and that's, that's basically it. Yeah, just slicing in the water and letting it all, just and you, do and you don't thing. get dry spots anymore. Don't get dry spots anymore. And also, I let it rise for a very long period of time. Now, there is a point where pizza dough will rise too much. And it will rise to the point where you can't stretch it. The gluten strands have just become, like, overstretched. Yeah. And they the and the dough will just tear instead of stretch. How can you tell when that's happened? Well, it's... it's Usually it's when the the dough will rise up and when it starts to just deflate on its own. Oh. It means that it's no longer rising. Producing. It's no okay. longer like it active. It's like dying. So if, if that were happening, say that started to occur, but my I wasn't going to make pizza for another three or four hours. What do I do? Do I put it in my fridge? Like how do I... Do I try to stop that process? Yeah, What's the move? If it's well, if it's there, it's there. Okay. But um, to slow stuff like that down, yeah, you just cool it down, mm. and like a lot of places, uh, make their dough, portion it all, and then put it in a walk-in refrigerator to do a slow, super slow fermentation mm. overnight. Mm. And that's what a lot of restaurants do. That's what I think most restaurants do. And that'll give it like a twenty-four hour period to sort of get sort of set yeah and it grows it a little bit but uh-huh. it but one thing i don't like about that it doesn't really form the kind of fermentation and the bubbles mm-hmm. in the dough that i like mm-hmm. that i get from this non this no need recipe and also i don't refrigerate my dough so i what so i was watching this guy in chicago make these pizzas where he kind of kept it in these little wooden drawers mm-hmm. i think it was in a that um david chang show ugly delicious the pizza episode oh okay but i was i started checking this guy's stuff out it was really interesting because he just kind of had this very like passive way about his pizza. Just like, oh yeah, it's just like had these drawers and kind of open up this little monster pizza dough. It's like bubbling and uh-huh. he just like throws a bunch of flour on it, kind of scoops it out of there with like doing the least amount of like pressure. That was dough. That was not the mother. He that wasn't a mother that they were throwing it on. I think no, those are the doughs. He oh, it was little, dough. Okay, yeah. So that's what kind of like my dough looks like. When I get it, I. It's just all bubbly and it's uh-huh. wet. You have to kind of get flour on it and you reportion it uh-huh. into these little balls and then you let it rise a second time. Uh-huh. And it just gets such nice, um, well, I think it does. I think it's really nice air bubbles in it that creates a variety of textures in your pizza. Mm. Everything from like really nice, airy, crispy crust uh-huh. to soft and chewy, you know, and some burnt, some brown, like it just really creates that variety that I like. If I weren't trying to make thinner or sort of medium, what would you like? Do you have, if you're doing a thick crust, mm-hmm. what would you do? If I'm doing a, like a thick, like how thick? I don't know. I mean, it's a, I mean, I guess like Detroit or Chicago style. If you were doing like a deep dish or a real thick, something that has to support some weight, yeah. what would you do? If I was doing that, I would probably rise my dough first and then, and then take it out of whatever container I had and put it on a sheet tray. Mm-hmm. And then I I would press it out like a focaccia, uh-huh. and then like 
you know, push it down with just my fingertips mm-hmm. and then let it rise a second time mm. for another like 30 minutes. Mm. So it starts getting those bubbles and air. And then I would just put the sauce right on top, the cheese and bake the whole thing. Huh. Okay. Like that. Yeah. Okay. So that, that brings us in the sauce. Oh yeah. So you sauce. told me, you told me you're a little bit of like a purist. It's pretty simple what you're doing. Yeah. My sauce is very pure. I mean, yeah. very simple. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, do you, do you hold a grudge? Are you against very complex mini ingredient sauces? No, not really. No, uh-huh. I, I think that what happens is, is that, uh, pizza, I think the, the brightness of the tomato, like uh-huh. being more on the raw side uh-huh. than on the cook side allows for a more enjoyable pizza. Okay. Cause like more cooked sauces to me are more like spaghetti or lasagna or, you know, whatever stuff like that. And just has a deeper, darker flavor where I think pizza is more of a bright it's more of like a bright thing. It's like a more floral, a little more just in the nose, not so much, you know, in the back of the tongue. And okay. So my pizza, my pizza sauce is like a, I just get, man, I, I wish I remember the, the name. I get it from Smart and Final. It's a can of tomatoes, uh-huh. but I just take that and I food mill it and I pour in a whole bunch of. Are these whole tomatoes? Are you doing things like that? These are the um, whole peeled tomatoes or no? Uh, I think it's crushed tomatoes uh-huh. or no, they are whole. Yeah. They're whole peeled tomatoes. Uh-huh. Are they, yeah. is this the one with the cool label where it's, it's the white label, but it's got things on top and bottom and it's the side of a tomato just stamped all the way around the edges. It's not that one. It's I think not that a, one. Cause it's a yellow, oh, okay. a yellow, I might, I don't even know the name of it. Okay. But I also get it cause it's pretty cheap. It's really good. It's got a great flavor. So I just food mill that uh-huh. and I add salt, pepper, olive oil, and I don't even cook it anymore. Uh-huh. And garlic. Add some garlic to it. Uh-huh. Raw garlic. Okay. And I just make that a little bit before before I go to the party. Because, uh-huh. you know, it's like the pizza, the, the, the pizza, dough, I mean, the sauce cooks while the pizza's in the oven. Mm-hmm. And I just found it to be, I like the flavor and I like the simplicity of it. Sure. You know, what I used to do is I used to cook my garlic in olive oil for probably around 20 minutes. Or so, or so, like at a really, really low temperature, so the right. garlic would just, just turn to mush. Up. Yeah, yeah. And I like, I got the idea from that from that movie. Uh, was it Goodfellas? I think where they talk uh-huh. about slicing garlic uh-huh. with yeah. a razor. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, oh, you don't need to use a razor. I just crush it. But I like the idea of cooking on low heat till it turns to, you know, liquid. But you stopped doing that. Stopped doing that. Yeah, it, it is really good. I will do that for like pasta sauces uh-huh. and things. I just uh, like. It's time consuming and sure. and I don't think you really need to do it. Well, so that's an interesting question. So if you're doing this for a, a massive party, it sort of changes the scope. Of it these does things. change the but scope. But if you're making yeah. them for just yourself or, mm-hmm. you know, you're making them for your family on the weekend or something, what, what might you do to sort of take this to another level or like sort of change the sort of scope of this thing? So it feels something special and unique to you. Oh, I'll probably just like make a bunch of stuff to put on top of it. That's amazing. Sure. Okay. <laughs> like I like putting hot sauces and stuff and having a variety of ingredients to go on top. Word. Okay. You know? Well, the let's um let's save that. I want to talk a little bit about that later. But All I want right. to talk about I want to talk about blasphemy if it, if you believe it happens in food. But we're gonna we're gonna get to that. Um. So the the last thing I wanted to ask is so when you're making these things you're doing them in really hot ovens but most people don't have access to something like that mm-hmm. if if I'm if you're making that pizza that you've made in your oven here um like in in your oven at home you know it only gets up to 500 degrees well, what do you do like if does the dough that you're making work in an oven you, like that too 
you know what? I've never done this, but this is what I would do if I was making pizza in like a regular oven. Uh-huh. I would um, make the pizza mm. and then I would put it on the largest um, frying pan that I had mm-hmm. on top of the stove uh-huh. and cook it with no oil. Don't fry it. Just uh-huh. cook it dry uh-huh. and the bottom. And then after I cooked the bottom of that for a little bit, I'd pop it in the oven for a little bit on broil uh-huh. and then I to cook the top. Okay. I think that would probably be the best way to get a authentic, um, like pizza uh-huh. crust flavor, like out of a high pizza oven, uh-huh. because you just went right into the oven. Uh-huh. It would take, it would just take too long. And would, you know, it would just get that typical, like hard crust. Mm. But, uh, if you're really trying to replicate it, that's what you could do. You could cook it on the stovetop, then broil it in the oven for a little bit. Is that usually what you do when you're preparing stuff at home? No, I literally just thought of that right now. Oh, word. Well, yeah. What do you do? Is there like, so what's your simpler version? I mean, do you Oh, I use my pizza oven. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You always use that when you're, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Because it, it, those things are so great. And, and and if anyone out there is, wants to like build a wood fire oven, just think about maybe buying one of these first because wood fire ovens, like they're really it's cool, a but a big lot of money. And also you get that whole fire going for, to make a couple pizzas. Right. It's just really like, unless you're pumping these babies out, Is wood fire ovens it? are kind of not worth it. Right on. Yeah. And these things, it's like, I can turn it on. It's ready in like seven minutes. I'm like trying to sell these things. These things are fucking amazing. They're great. <laughs> I love, I love, I love pizza ovens. Right on. Okay. Yeah. Um, Okay. Well, excellent. So when we get back, we're going to be talking to Jesse about what we like in pizza, other pizza styles, uh, abominations. We've got the whole thing, and he's going to sell you. Uh, he's going to sell you stock on these. <laughs> yeah, I should buy stock. That's right. All right, we'll be right back. You should hire me. This episode is brought to you by Red Lipstick, written on the lips. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Mouths. Use them to speak and eat regularly. Vegan. Vegan. Carne. Alliance. Okay, and we're back. Now, Jesse, whenever you're thinking about having like pizza, there are people who are doing interesting things in pizza, and I wanted to talk a little bit about that. There have been some shows that I've seen that I've really enjoyed. So you were talking about the Dave Chang episode, and mm-hmm. I think it's it's really funny. They go out and it was like a, a New Yorker. You were saying, right? Yeah, the guy from Brooklyn. Yeah, and you were, and so Dave takes him out to Italy to try real pizza because the guy's like, no, we perfected pizza in New York City. Yeah, and he takes them out uh-huh. there. And what happens? <laughs> He's like, this is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> and I think um, he's that's, kind of blown away. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think it's real easy to get sort of locked in. I mean, you were you were saying you're a fan of pineapple and a lot of people are like, gross, don't do that. That's not part of our pizza, yada, yada. Right. But there are other things that are interesting. So just this year or last year, I guess now, uh, I was introduced to Detroit style pizza, which mm-hmm. I had never had before. Have you had Detroit style pizza? I don't think... I don't think I've had Detroit style pizza before. So it's it's really interesting. It's it's not it's not like uh, it's it's not deep dish, but it's um it is deep dish. It's it's uh it's like they let it rise for a longer time, which is what you were saying. It's like fermenting. real deep dish supposed to be done like in a cast iron. I, well, I think that's also true, but I think you actually do this. I think Detroit style is done in a cast iron also. It's really interesting. Oh, okay. The sides get really crispy. There is a place that just closed actually which i'm sad to see go called california sun i've heard there are other ones um but 
in LA. But there are some things that I wanted to talk about. So there's there are a few that I I really want to go to at some point. There's Chris Bianco in Phoenix. Have mm-hmm. you heard about his pizzas? So no. Bianco Pizzeria. They um <laughs> Pizzeria Bianco. He um what I think is interesting about going to places like Phoenix or at least existing out of these major hubs is I think they get you away from places where people are so set on it. You know what I mean? Like if you're if you're eating pizza in LA. Or if you eat it in New York City, New York City, there's like a New York City slice of pizza, right? And that's like the dollar pizza slice. Yeah, and that's exactly. That's like what people expect. That's the thing. And then if you come to L.A., you get people like Nancy Silverton at like Pizzeria Matza. And mm. they're doing um, a particular type of pizza. She just opened up Triple Beam 2 where they're doing like they cut it with scissors. You know what I mean? Like you get to that way you get exactly how much you want sort of thing. Oh, um, <laughs> it's very interesting. And I think people are often trying to escape the sort of tenants or the umbrella of a term. And so I've it's really interesting. Like mm-hmm. you you were talking about focaccia earlier. And there are places that are doing flatbreads where they will they'll do it specifically. They're they're making pizza, but they're calling them these things because they literally don't want to deal with purists. Right. And I think it's well yeah, wonderful. I think I think yeah, pizza does hold the scope of, you know, they're it's like, you know, cheese, tomato sauce, sure. some toppings. Like we all know what it looks like. We sure. all, and when things do stray outside that people are like, well, yeah, is this really pizza? Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is not that thing. I'm just like, is it, if it's fucking round and there's things on top of it and it's dough, it's pizza. Right. <laughs> well, let's, let's sort of hop into that. So I want to talk about the verboten things mm-hmm. that we're not supposed to speak of, but you, so you were doing pineapple. You're doing pickled ingredients. You yeah. said you also put hot sauce on your pizza. Oh, definitely. Especially in the morning. Tell me. <laughs> Why especially <laughs> in the morning? I don't know. I just, I think that like cold pizza tastes, only tastes good with like hot sauce. <laughs> Ooh, okay. I think cold pizza with hot sauce is amazing. Interesting. Cold pizza by itself. I'm just like, no, I don't. Don't abide. The wow. dude does not abide. That is a you're throwing. I mean, Jesse, that's something to say, and I'm not sure I'm okay with that because I love cold pizza. Cold pizza. So cold pizza. There's no like like extra like hot sauce sauce to go with it, like ranch or something uh-huh. that you can mix in and, and like you know lube it up. <laughs> then you got to microwave it, uh-huh. and then you got to deal with like this like hot in strange places <laughs> will probably burn your tongue, uh-huh. give you cat's mouth, Ooh. Or cat's tongue, and then. The every everything gets really chewy, huh. you know. Yeah, which is also not pleasurable. I've got some reheating tips that I'm going to talk about in a sec. We're no, we'll get to that though. Oh, I yeah. want to stay more on the ingredients though. <laughs> okay. I just wanted to see if there was anything else that you put on things that you love because it's been really interesting. I obviously a uh, for the vegan community a massive. Uh, ingredient for all of all of our dishes is often nutritional yeast mm-hmm. and it's really interesting i mean there's yeast in the dough obviously but this nutritional yeast is where a lot of our cheesy flavor can come from and i put that over the top of all of my pizza i sprinkle it on even just lightly and then we do um we'll often do i'll, I'll make my own little pepperonis from beyond sausages they're mm-hmm. delicious i get the spicy italian mm. you had it it's yeah wonderful yeah, yeah and so I'll, I'll cut those up and i'll put on top of that just a little bit of the nutritional yeast and whenever that thing gets really cooking the juice from the new from the sausage will actually sort of congeal with the nutritional yeast and it's like this bomb of flavor oh yeah the, exactly so you know, nice. these little flavor spots yeah there are other things um i growing up had never seen this happen in fact i'd never seen it happen until i went to new york city i went to this restaurant called Polly g's and they did this really wonderful thing where they had essentially cooked onions as far as you can cook onions. These were the softest, most caramelized onions I've ever dark. seen. Super dark. Yeah, super dark. And they literally spread that out over a pizza. We did. Mm. They, they uh, Their version of it was it was just, uh, I think it was just covered in that. 
with red sauce and a beautiful little crust. And I, I don't know. We I do I, it all the time now. I actually just recently, one of my last parties, did a, a pizza like that with just with caramelized onions. Uh-huh. But I didn't put sauce. I just put caramelized onions and sausage and mushrooms. Oh, really? And that's it. Well, you did. You had it with us here whenever I made you pizza. Oh yeah. Oh, they had one here too. Yeah, uh-huh. that yeah. was really good. Yeah, you See, do that. I, I think when you. When you have something like that, it replaces sauce. It, it definitely can. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, if you put the sauce too, it's going to be so much. It's going to slide off your it's pizza. It's a lot of flavor. And you know, crazy. Yeah. yeah. A lot of flavor. Yeah. A lot of flavor, mm-hmm. which is what yeah, I'm, I'm about. I'm really not opposed to like um, doing anything to food, uh-huh. but if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. That's right. Like yeah. we were talking about like putting macaroni and cheese on top of pizza. And I'm just like, yeah. that's too much carbs. Well, that's was, like, those yeah. things are separate. I am a... I am anti mac and cheese. That sounds like I a want super it, I'm a purist. I want my mac and cheese <laughs> by itself. I, yeah. Putting it on that stuff, you can't. It falls apart. Too many little pieces, scrambling, mm-hmm. falling off your thing, littering so your You know pants. what's a, a funny little thing that I learned the hard way was? Wasn't bad, but... So I had made my pizza sauce, and then instead of food milling it to... Uh, to blend, to get it smooth, <laughs> I Vitamixed it, huh. which if there's oil in with it, it'll fucking emulsify and turn orange. <laughs> really? And it turns like, yes, it's like bright orange uh-huh. pizza, Whoa. pizza sauce, which it tasted good, it, but it's a, it's a different consistency. It's a little bit closer to like a thin mayonnaise than it's like a pizza sauce. But uh, but it was kind of one of those moments where like this is good. This is like garlic bread dipping sauce. Really? Yeah, but it's not really like a pizza sauce. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I mean, it's it is weird to see things a different color. I don't know. Do you do yeah. pesto on your pizza? Oh yeah, I like pesto slice. Yeah, I do sure. too. But it's like it, the first time I had that, I was like, I don't know, this is weird. And then now I'm like, now I'm in. It's so good. It is delicious. Yeah, absolutely delicious. Yeah, that was actually one the first time I had pizza that was vegan that I thought mm-hmm. was good. There's a place out here that's all vegan called Cruisers Pizza in Los Feliz, and they did. Um, it's like a, it's it's got artichokes and I think black olives. <laughs> And excuse me, and um, and uh, it's got a pesto pizza with a little bit of dia on it, and it's so well done. I don't know. It was uh, there's some spinach I think on there. Yeah, it's really really. See, nice I, I just love so. I think that you know, dough's the vessel for True. almost an infinite number of True. combinations of awesome flavor. Yeah. But you know what's an interesting thing? I so back in this restaurant where I was making a uh, coca dough, which is like a, it's like a Spanish pizza. Mm. Um, we would make, we would take the coca dough and we would, uh, put, so we, we would, we would, those we'd cook all the doughs ahead of time and then re, then put the, uh, the toppings on and then stick it in. Really? Yeah. So that gave me the idea years later would be to, to cook the pizza without anything on it. Uh-huh. And then you bring it out and it's really nice because the top is like really nice and soft and steamy mm-hmm. and None of that, none of the, the toppings are weighing it down, you know, so just a whole round of like nice steamy bubbles and huh. then underneath it gets like kind of crispy. And then we take that and uh, smear a bunch of Nutella on oh it with, and put banana and then, and then put bananas and um, the Nutella and the bananas on the pizza is just fucking awesome. <laughs> that, um, that sounds wild. Yeah. All right, hold on. We're going to take a quick break so we can take care of these pups so you don't have to hear them walking around. We'll be right back. Vegan. Vegan. Alliance. Okay, so pups are back in our laps now. And uh, we are continuing to talk about 
other new things that are happening. So one of the places that I wanted to shout out that's doing, again, not pizza, but something really interesting, I think, for the vegan community, and their Instagram is absolutely bonkers. It always makes me jealous. Uh, if you keep up with Superiority Burger every day, they're constantly posting new specials, and often they do focaccia. And on that focaccia, it is always these wicked, weird, pickled ingredients, things that I'd never mm-hmm. thought to try. And when they came to L.A. recently, they did different focaccia at every restaurant they were at. And uh, it, it was just um, th- things where... Are the toppings are different? That's right. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, every single time. And it's just, um, I think focaccia... How would you say focaccia differs from flatbread? Well, it's thicker. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. Do you let it rise longer? What else is happening? Yeah. It well, it's it's risen and it's pressed to your fingers. It's got a ton of olive oil on top of it. Mm. Usually, like a nice large sea salt, flaky sea salt, like salt, oh, okay. like Maldon or tortoise shell, something like that. Mm. And um, and then it's baked, uh-huh. so the top's nice and brown. Uh-huh. And, and like a flatbread, you know, is just a lot, like probably a quarter of the size of a focaccia or, oh. or a half. Oh, okay. And yeah, so that's the main difference. I see. I see. Focaccia is a little thicker. It's not really flat. Yeah. I just, I love what they're doing. I think it's very, mm-hmm. especially within the vegan community where I think there just aren't as many vegan restaurants. So often we don't get as many interesting people playing with vegan ingredients. It's, right. it's definitely like a North star in my pizza sky. I see them doing things and I'm, I'm paying attention. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas most places are still exploring things that, you know, using animal ingredients. So it's just, it's often less. Yeah. It feels less connected to where I'm exploring. I I think people that are opposed to putting things, different ingredients Mm -hmm. and like, that's not pizza. This isn't, this doesn't go. Sure. Like just haven't even opened their mind up to Mm -hmm. the possibilities of like, like what could be, because we're just breaking into that. Oh, for sure. Now, you know, we are. It's like, we've gotten out of fusion. Uh-huh. Now we've realized that like that's just the way it goes. It's just sure. what the evolution it, it, of food has to be. Now. Everything yeah. is, yeah. you know, as a matter of what kind of art it is. Right. And um, but I really, I really love like uh, sauces, pickles, uh-huh. you know, preserved items, uh-huh. and a whole array and combinations. I want every bite to be basically different. Uh-huh. You know, that's good. And uh, you know, yeah. When I when the bites become the same, I lose interest, and then I get depressed we don't want that no 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 definitely not we need pickles and hot sauce to keep the, the mojo going <laughs> yeah, yeah. uh well so uh keeping of keeping it going speaking of keeping it going i wanted to talk about a few other things that we had seen there's an episode of chef show that um they go to they, they go to pizzana um daniel Adutis, u-d-i-t-i i could be saying his name wrong there but that's a really cool episode where they just go sort of in depth um, uh, with Roy Choi, uh, they they go to this restaurant and they they see him talk about like sort of how to make his dough, what he's doing, how he's focusing on things. They I think mm-hmm. they talk about double zero in that episode. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's a real. It, I think it's really wonderful to see somebody that like sort of entrenched in something that devoted to something. Yeah. And that's the cool thing about pizzas. It's so popular that it allows people to be purists, but also allows people to be. Uh, a, a bit more all across the board. They can go Willy Wonka. They really can. Yeah, you can go Willy Wonka with it, or you can just go like straight classic. This is, and uh, you know the classics are going to always be good and yeah. always be classics. And they're not going away. And they're not going away. No. Do you think there's a? I mean, what's is there like a new classic in your mind? Yeah, pepperoni, pineapple, and jalapeno. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. That's like a 
Mexican Italian or Mexican Hawaiian Italian. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna have to give that a go. I'm gonna have to work on that. You yeah. Watch out. Yeah. Well, so, you know, it's got all the flavor. It's got sweet, sour, uh-huh. salty, fucking. Yeah. It's got it all, man. Yeah. For people who haven't tried it at home, I always I'm talking about ingredients. The one of the things that Alex and I often go for is the the herbed dough from mm-hmm. from Trader Joe's is a wonderful little dough. But it really has a lot of flavor in the dough. Do you often put herbs in your doughs? Have you ever done that? I I never put herbs in my doughs. I think I have in the past, yeah. but I did work at a restaurant, Baco Mercat downtown, where they would put clarified butter, yogurt, and fennel seed. Huh. In their dough, fennel seed. Yeah, and it was more of a, like a Mediterranean pizza. Sure, you know they're called cocas there. Uh-huh. And I think one of the differences of coca is the the butter, the butter because it solidifies room temperature is going to inevitably make a crispier cracker like dough. Uh-huh. But um, not by any means a cracker. This dough, very sure. good, very good. Uh-huh. And uh, and I really enjoy that. I like the little bits of seeds and stuff. But uh, I never do it to my dough. I, see, I hadn't you know? either, but I'm like more into it. I just, I keep thinking about how I grew up with it. And I mean, I don't even remember. I'm pretty sure that like my family, we used to buy Pillsbury like from a canned mm-hmm. pizza dough. I don't, you know, it's like, I, yeah. I can definitely remember us making our own pizza doughs too. Like we, I think we did the high and the low, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and it's very interesting to see sort of, I, all of them sort of serve a different purpose, you know? Cause sometimes you crave... Uh, I don't know. It's just, it's very interesting. The sort of like you talking about that marinara pizza earlier. I was like, man, right now, like cheeseless marinara capers and anchovies just Ooh. sounds like perfect. <laughs> it's like super salty and like Whoa. umami flavor. Yeah. Huh. That sounds really good to me right now. I think it was a good idea we didn't eat before we started this show because my mind is like racing I'm about food. I'm like, right wait, now. should we get pizza? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, maybe we should. Uh, uh, well, I mm. think that's it. I think we're gonna do it. Should we? Uh, should we go ahead and call it and go get some food? We're gonna get some pizza. Everybody, try that pepperoni pineapple fucking slice. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Jalapenos, pepperoni pineapple, jalapenos. <laughs> that is the bee's knees. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> thank you everybody for tuning in. We uh, we love it, and if you loved it, please let other people know. That's the only way we can keep this thing going. Uh, you can go online and rate us with five stars, or just tell a five friend. Five stars. Five stars. So uh, Jesse, if we want people to find you online, where can they do that? Find me on Instagram, Jesse Mullinex. Uh-huh. It's my name. M-U-L-L-E-N-I-X. And then you can also find us online at vegancarnealliance.com. We've got some things coming your way. We're really excited to show you. So uh, we hope you join us again soon because we're going to be showing off some new things we've been working real hard on. We're going to make some pizzas and like put it on fucking Ooh. some vegan carne alliance pizzas. Absolutely. I'm yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So down. It's going to happen. All, All right. right. Thanks, everybody. Have a, have a wonderful day, life, week, month. Bye. Goodbye. Alliance, baby. Vegan. Carne. Alliance. Vegan. Carne. Alliance. Ow. Vegan. Carne. Alliance.